Hey everybody, this is uh, another episode of The Blind Entrepreneur. I'm with a good friend of mine, the founding partner of Wilbur Agency, and also one of the founding partners of Life Nomading, uh, which is a blog that you can check out. Uh, is it my good? I'm pleased to introduce my good friend, Ian Hoyt. Hey man, how's it going? It's going well, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, oh, no so problem, we have about a list of questions that, we wanna, uh, that we're going to ask you, and uh, feel free to just be as honest as possible. Uh, the first one is... And tell us about yourself. Who are you and what is your story? Yeah, definitely. So thanks again for having me on here. Um, as he said, my name is Ian, uh, Ian Hoyt. And I, I guess by society's definition, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and what that means, I'm sure we'll get into a little more later. But um, sort of who I am, um, really the skinny of it is um, I'm 22 um, I went to Ohio University for a year um, and then I decided to drop out because I had a uh, company at the time in my dorm room. Um, it was the classic t-shirt brand, like, you know, whatever um, company. And so it was, it was growing and uh, I decided to leave college for that. And really from there on out, um, it's been the roller coaster of starting businesses and learning on your own and just everything that comes with that. So, um, you know, it's it's been a crazy journey. And it's sort of funny that I'm like talking, I mean, like, I'm like 22. So it's not like I've, you know, experienced everything. But um, just in these few short years, um, I've learned a lot, met a lot of awesome people. And um, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. So, yeah, that's sort of where everything's starting is, you know, I dropped out of college. Um, I fly airplanes, which is a huge part of my life. And, um, you know, all of this melts together in what I do. So, um, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about, about Wilbur. Um, Wilbur actually uh, coincides with your passion, correct? Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, take it back a little bit um, and I don't know how deep we want to get with my whole like life story but as deep as you uh, want to go <laughs> okay so you know I dropped out of college um, did the the business for a little while and um, I quickly made my first um, realization in profit margin mm -hmm. um, and not having it and uh, you know I had I had distributors for some of my t-shirts and they wanted something called net 15 terms. And I was like, well, what is that? Right. And um, I realized you have to have money to make money. Um, and so, you know, that quickly, I quickly just couldn't sustain that. And I didn't have the margins. And so I was out of the, I was done with that business. And I, I quote unquote, I guess, failed. Um, and, you know, it led me to try some other things. And ultimately, I actually ended up not doing something of my own for a little while and I joined a creative advertising agency because I love branding and advertising and um, I joined a team um, in Columbus and I was there for only six months but I learned a crap ton and I quickly realized though that I'm just not able to be employed and I know that sounds ridiculous but um, it just isn't in my DNA and so um, after six months, I left um, and I couldn't thank them more for everything I learned, but um, I wanted to pursue 
my own thing. And aviation is huge for me and branding is huge for me. So I was like, well, what the hell? Um, let's mold them together. And so Wilbur is that. It is a meld between aviation for the most part and branding, advertising, marketing, you know, that whole realm together. And so we focus mainly on the avi- aviation industry, um, helping brands connect with um, millennials um, in this ever-changing advertising and marketing space. Um, we certainly have um, tons of clients outside of aviation, but our core focus is in aviation. So um, I'm pretty pretty excited that I was able to make that happen. Sure. So tell me, uh, go a step further. Why, you know, the next question is where does your passion come from? But, you know, maybe the question should be why, why aviation? Take me back to uh, when you really started getting involved in aviation and why you started getting involved in uh, aviation. Yeah, so, you know, people always ask me why did I, like, fall in love with flying in the first place? And I can't, I can't pinpoint what it was and I can't pinpoint the inspiration. Um, but the moment I took my first flight, um, it's like any sort of hobby or passion that someone has you just are in it um, from that point on. And, you know, aviation for me is such a, it's a lifestyle. And to, you know, master it and to get better at it and to continually innovate, you have to be in it and you have to care and love it or else it's going to get very daunting and very cumbersome. And I think that has a lot to do with like business and entrepreneurship. And I think that's why, early on when I started flying lessons at 15 that I instilled some of the discipline and some of the maturity um, that maybe not everyone my age needed or had or was learning at that point. And I think it only helped me set up more for my future. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's a pat aviation is such a passion of mine. It's a lifestyle and, um, you know, it's, it's also about the community. So, you know, when you're flying and you're in aviation, it's such a tight knit community that, um, you learn how to network, you learn how to meet people and step out of that comfort zone. And obviously with, you know, building a business like that is the core of, you know, like building businesses. And so, um, I think, I think retrospectively it only helped me in this, in this process and so, you know, that passion for aviation, like I just said, but, you know, when I started my first t-shirt company um, in my dorm room, um, it wasn't so much that I loved t-shirts, but I quickly realized I loved the ability that a brand has to connect with a consumer. Like, like I crave that connection and how they feel. And I love making people feel a way that makes them either cry or laugh or like feel lonely in a way or like feel like they're a part of something like it's it's addictive when you can make someone feel something with something so powerful like a video or or an advertisement or a design or or something so um i quickly was cognizant of that and i realized i wanted to do that and so um that's where i'm at now nice so So what were some of the struggles uh, in the very early beginning of your of your career, it could be 
with your uh, you beginning Wilbur, or it could even be uh, the T-shirt. You mentioned briefly the the T-shirts and how you failed, but just uh, don't tell me about failures. Just tell me about you know some of the struggles that you uh, had to overcome. Yeah. So obviously, there's been a lot of struggles. Let's see. Has your, so age, hard. has your age affected uh, any of the struggles at all? Being 22 and you know going into a meeting and seeing you know no offense to, you know punk kid maybe they might be thinking um, you know I know I have that trouble sometimes uh, yeah but you know tell me a little bit about you know, maybe a struggle yeah I think I mean I think age is obviously obviously a innate struggle um, you know for me I've never had anyone really just call me out like with my age, which I'm, I, I guess is a good thing, but I'm sure uh, people definitely think of that in the back of their mind. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. The The other thing um, that was a struggle of mine, and um, I've lost my train of thought, uh, but... Struggles, um, yeah, so talk, try and talk about struggles. What? Um... Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I was, uh, was going to say, but... Yeah, I think I mean I think age has a lot to do with it. Um, struggle. Oh, the struggle for me actually, and this might be sort of twisted, but um, was my internal dilemma on dropping out of college or not? Um, it's it it had been a struggle up until almost like the past couple months when I finally just you know said you know I'm just not going to go back at all. Um, you know. That was a huge struggle of mine because, you know, I, I value, you know, my family opinion and, you know, what they think and, um, you know, friends and family and, and all that stuff a lot. And um, a lot of people really wanted me to go back to college, you know, finish the degree and, and all that. And I just I just couldn't and I, I couldn't do that. And um, that was a huge struggle on me. And I spent a lot of brain power on that. And the more brain power I spent on deciding that or trying a couple classes here and there just ultimately hurt what I was doing. Gotcha. And so that was that was probably the most biggest struggle I've had in this in this pursuit. Sure. Absolutely. So what has been your biggest failure thus far? Um, how did you overcome it and uh, what did you learn because of that failure? Whew, that's a that's a intense question. Um, I've okay, so so many failures, right? Um, you know, I would say, you know, I would say probably that my biggest failure was when I was with a startup company uh, between my t-shirt company and the agency I worked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had done that for about a year and uh, just wasn't fulfilling me at all um, passionately. And um, I decided to ultimately leave all the different sort of entities that came along with that. And I know I was being vague, but, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, so it was a business that wasn't really that that inspiring and I left it. And when I left it, it wasn't like I had another business idea. And so I moved back home Mm. to my parents' house. And 
that for me was the biggest failure I've ever felt in my life because when I left my parents' house, I said, I will never live here again. You know, I'm not going to be that type, right? And so the fact that I was there um, really, really made me feel like a lousy failure. And I was, I would take walks in my old neighborhood like every day and just like kick a rock around for like a mile just trying to think of the next thing I want to do with business building and like I didn't want to be just another sort of number of the millennial you know want to be entrepreneurs because I knew down deep inside that like it's just in me like it's been in me since I've been young and so I felt like I failed extremely and um, that's when I you know I told myself I'm not going to be here for more than two months I'm going to be back down in Columbus and uh, that's when I was able to sort of leverage sort of some of the social media and uh, marketing stuff that I do into getting actually the job that um, led to the agency that then led to where I am now. So nice. um, yeah, that was the, uh, that was so far, that was the lowest point of sort of my life. One of, one of them. So, cool. so what were some of the habits I mean, you, you talked about um, going for a walk and, you know, kicking, kicking a rock or something like that. Um, you know, maybe is that something that you've built into your, your regiment? And uh, so the question is, what are some of the habits that have helped you become more efficient throughout your day? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't go for as many walks as I would like to, but I think that is huge. But um, some of the habits that I do now is just wake up at like the same time um, and have a morning routine that so I get up at I get up at six um, in the morning and uh, you know I take a shower um, have you know a breakfast and then um, you know get my day started and then also at the end of the day um, I will not look at emails um, before bed and so I think sort of like simple things like that just having some predictability in your schedule because as a business owner um, and an entrepreneur, um, things are crazy throughout the day and you can't really predict. So having something that you can rely on is uh, definitely like what has helped me because I could be up, I, I could stay up until, you know, obviously it was time to wake up, but um, that's not good. Sleep is obviously huge. So my habit is getting enough sleep, um, waking up on time, and uh, not inundating yourself with a ton of information before you go to bed. So are there any resources that you use on a uh, everyday basis that you can't live without that kind of helps you become more efficient? Yeah, are we talking personally or sort of for like um, just resources that I love using like Slack? Yeah, it could be it could be apps. It could be, um, you know, your favorite, uh, you know, pillow uh it could be uh <laughs> cool, cool, you know, whatever, cool whatever it may be whatever comes to mind yeah so um a huge part of um my lifestyle and sort of my philosophy and you can obviously find this if you read my blog life nomading but um is remote work if you want so um you know i try to craft my life around that as much as possible and so slack um it's a you know conversation tool for teams is a huge for me and my agency and my team members. So no one really has to be together. Mm. Um, they can all sort of live out their passions while also 
you know, getting work done. So it's huge for me. It's our office basically. And, um, it's, it's been great. Um, I also, I also use, this is huge for me too. Um, sort of my black notebook. Um, this is my second one for the year. Um, it's what I write all my notes in all my client notes, meetings and stuff. Um, if I didn't write the stuff down, I wouldn't remember in my head. And um, I think it's huge to have a therapeutic sort of way to write information out. So I would say this book is huge for me um, just as a resource for my everyday. Great. How many, uh, how many pages do you normally write in per, per meeting? Um, do you use like uh, to-do lists at all in there? Or is it just uh, notes in terms of like if you have an idea – um, do you go to that black book? Do you have a specific page or? Yeah. So it's actually extremely unorganized. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could say, I wish I could say it's like organized in any way, but, um, really my flow for like a meeting is, um, I always write the client name, the person I'm talking to before the meeting starts because I have a terrible memory sometimes and I forget the name. So I write their name out and that way I can reference it. And then basically, as the meeting goes on, um, you know, I just make really, really notes that understand or that I understand that no one else probably would. Mm -hmm. um, and then that way, I can go back. I usually write. Really depends on the meeting, but you know, I can get uh, two, three pages out of a meeting, okay. um, depending on to dos. But yeah, there's no, there's no like uh, to do section or anything. Okay. It's just very. All over the place because me, you know, meetings they're just sure, sure. You know. people riding on off stuff. I totally understand. For sure. Um, so you hinted at it briefly about how important mornings are, um, but tell me your day-to-day -day life as an entrepreneur. When does it begin, and if and when it ever ends? Uh, right. Tell me when it ends. Usually. Yeah. So um, this is a whole nother thing that I have like. A lot of opinion on is like work-life balance. Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe it really exists. And you know, for me, my daily life is you know I wake up in the morning at six, like I said. You know, I get a good breakfast in. Um, I do take like while I'm eating breakfast to sort of chill and like look through social media and like catch up on like really useless information, but fills my head with happiness. Mm -hmm. And then. <laughs> And then I get into it whether, um, you know, I go to, we do have an office space or whether I just work from home, which is like the case today. Um, I really just get into it. So I will, I have a whiteboard. I write four major tasks that I knew, need to accomplish in the day. And then I write roughly how many hours it will take to get those done. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I focus on during the day and try to accomplish all those. Um, and then, you know, I just, uh, you know, work on our client work and, um, you know, it's, it's just a constant hustle, um, you know, get stuff done, balancing with trying to, you know, create more business, um, you know, and I'll schedule up calls. I'm probably on the phone, I would say a third to a half of the time during the day. Uh, with clients and and all that fun stuff, mm. and then um, you know come come around five six p.m. Um, some of our contractors are moonlighting, so um, then I go into like shift two, and um, 
I'm basically working with some of our contractors to push stuff through uh, during the night. And, um, you know, at around 10, 30, 11, um, you know, I get ready for bed, sort of finish up anything that, that I can on my end. And then, um, you know, I, I go to bed and, you know, then I have dreams about the business, but, and flying planes and flying planes. Um, and you know, that's my week, uh, day. Uh, my weekends are typically actually spent, um, working on like personal business projects. It sounds really weird, but like Wilbur's like my week and then like life nomading sometimes is my weekend. I write a lot of articles. Um, and then I try my best to like chill at some point but you know how that works so so when you chill what what do you what do you find yourself doing oh go-to is definitely um movies um i like just sitting and watching a movie um also i forgot to mention i i really do i'm trying to really work out more um i run a lot and i try to run um like four or five times a, a week if i can so that usually happens um, at the end of the evening or beginning of the evening, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good. That's good um, time to myself, which is nice. Absolutely. I think uh, fitness is critical for anybody's success. Um, I have a couple more questions. But for sure, do you believe there is a formula for becoming successful? Mm. So what is uh, what does that process look like? Yeah, that's... That's I. That's a great question. Um, I, you know, I don't think there's so many ways to be successful, right? Um, and I think the formula, and I hate to be so like so just bare bones about it, but like the formula is really just like doing the work. Like that's the formula. If if you want to be successful, you just got to put in the work and. Um, that's the thing that no one or that's the thing that a lot of millennial entrepreneurs or people that sort of claim themselves to be an entrepreneur uh, just aren't doing. Right. Yeah. So the process um, put in the work. So get an idea um, and just hit the pavement with it. Nice. Is there a quote that you live by or is there a quote that uh, that kind of contributes to your core mission uh, as an entrepreneur, as a aviation enthusiast and, and brand specialist? Yeah, for sure. Um, and this is very like, this is a quote from myself, so it's sort of stupid, but this is this is my mantra I live by. Um, you know, I would rather be a 22-year-old dream chaser than an 80-year-old dreamer. Mm. And so... You know, it's all about execution. It's all about just putting in the work. And that's what that quote means is like, I'm going to chase the dream. I'm going to actually work on it. So when I'm old, I don't have to, you know, wish sure. and wonder. That's great. So, yeah. So the, uh, the blind entrepreneur is basically an ind- individual that wants to be an entrepreneur, um, but may not know how to do it, may not know what it takes in order to become one. Um, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to other millennials uh, who want to become entrepreneurs? For sure. Um, so first would be take risks. So, um, you know, for me, 
took the risk of dropping out, freed up a ton of time. So um, take risks. I think uh, if you want to be successful and you want to move the needle, so to speak. Um, the second thing would be make sacrifices. So if you're not willing to make sacrifices um, to get the ultimate thing you want, like there's so many things in life that you want, right? And you have to be able to A, prioritize what's more important than the others and B, you got to sacrifice the others mm. to make the number one thing or the number like two or three things like happen. And so if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to make sacrifices. It's going to suck. Um, you're not going to go out partying as much as you wish you could. You know, you're not going to get as much sleep as you wish you could. You're not going to get the nice cars you wish you could right away or like, you know, whatever you want. Um, but you have to make sacrifices like this is this is the biggest thing. Like you have to do that. So that's a huge thing for me. Um, obviously, you can see it's passionate about. Um, but yeah, so take risks, make sacrifices and then shut up for a year. Um, a huge thing for me and I'm just as guilty as the next person as it, um, when, you know, entrepreneurship was sort of the, it, it, it is the f buzzword right now. And a couple years ago, I was very more outspoken about entrepreneurship and stuff before I even knew what I was talking about. And, um, I'm quickly realizing that the best chance for success is if you just like almost like go into hiding in a, in a sense um, for for your business what it is and as you learn so um, you know work on your business work you know on your business in your business be your business and um, you know shut up for a year and get stuff done mm. and then talk about it. The last question, something a little bit uh, less serious, but imagine that uh, you just experienced the worst day of your entire life. Uh, you're down in the dumps. You don't know what to do. You're, you're kicking rocks. You're walking around, whatever it may be. And uh, you need to do one thing in order to make your, your day better. What is the first thing that you'll grab for eating, to eat, to make your, uh, to make your spirits higher? Definitely Cheez-Its. Um, right. I have I have an unhealthy obsession with Cheez-Its. Nice. So, um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cheez-Its, cool. Well, well, Ian, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, you know, if you can just plug some of the projects that you're working on, um, all these will be in the show notes. But uh, just tell us a little bit how people can find you. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, like I said. Um, I'm the partner at Wilbur Agency. You can find that if you just go to wilbur.co um, and you can check out sort of our work there. Um, but I think more beneficial to maybe your audience would be actually my life nomading blog where I blog about pursuing your passions, um, travel, and you know, making the nomad philosophy in really all aspects of your life. So you can find that at lifenomading.com. Um, and there we have um, a few people riding now with us as well, and uh, it's growing there. So you can go there um, and then sign up, and you can get into our private Explorers Club group um, where fellow nomads sort of talk about their experiences and help each other out, which is really, really awesome, and it's really fun to be a part of that. So um, those are my two main gigs. 
Um, and if you ever need anything, advice, whatever, um, tweet me uh, at Ian Hoyt and, um, or email me. You can find my email if you really, really want um, it. And then, um, yeah, that's, I mean, get in contact with me. I'd love to meet you and love to see what you're doing and see how we could help each other maybe in, in the future. Cool. Thanks for your time, Ian. Have a good rest of your day and uh, appreciate all your advice. For sure, man. Thanks a ton.